Goals are very important for our own personal lives as well as for the life of our church, but many times we set the wrong kind of goals. Paul Steinbrick from OurChurch.com talks about the type of goals we should be setting next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Greetings. Welcome again to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Steve Lacey. And I am Phil Thompson. Good to be with you again, as usual. Uh, Steve and I come to you usually every week, and many times we will have a guest, and that's exactly what we have today or who we have today. We have Paul Steinbrecht with us today. Paul's been with us in the past. Paul and his brother Mark are founders of OurChurch.com, and OurChurch.com is, uh, well, Paul, just tell us, what is OurChurch.com before we get into our topic today? Sure. Well, first of all, it's great to be with you, Phil and Steve. Good to see you guys again. Uh, and uh, OurChurch.com, our mission is to help Christian organizations live out their mission online. We do that by helping them with websites, with search engine optimization, with hosting, um, all those kinds of things. And we help churches as well as Christian ministries and Christian-owned businesses. All right. And you're based out of Tampa, Correct. Yes, All yes, right. uh, we are. And uh, that's why I've got my, my old school Buccaneers jersey on today, because we're celebrating the Buccaneers Super Bowl win. All right, and you'll do that all year, probably, right? <laughs> Hopefully longer. Well, well, that's good. We're happy for you. Uh, I spent about eight years in Kansas, uh, and uh, there was a lot of Kansas City chief fans in my church that we started. So I felt kind of bad for Kansas City, although they won last year. So, you know, let's spread the love, right? So, all right, good deal. All right, so, uh, Paul, we, we thought you wrote an article a while back about goals, goals for churches. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that because, yeah, even though uh, this is uh, going to be, this podcast going to be available to people in March, I, I still think it's important to look at goals even throughout the year. And even revise them a little bit, see how you're doing. So let, let's talk a little bit about goals. And I'm going to turn it over here to Steve Lacey, who who really loves goals. He he lives for goals. Uh, he thinks all day and night about goals. And uh, so we'll let Steve ask you the first question. So Steve, tee it off. So Paul, you kind of you wrote an article about um, some of the pitfalls that people can can fall into when creating goals. What as a church. What are some of the pitfalls that I can fall into um, when I'm setting goals for the year? Yeah, well, I think that's a great question um, because what I've seen is churches tend to fall kind of into one or one of two categories. Um, you've got a lot of churches that um, kind of function like businesses. And so they set a lot of business like goals. And um, when you do that, you've got a question where is the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this? You know, like if you're going to set goals, like we're going to have this many conversions or this many baptisms or something like that. The scriptures tell us that those are things that only God can do. Um, and so I'm not sure it's very good or very biblical to set goals for things that we really can't achieve ourselves. 
Um, so I think that's one of the pitfalls that I see with churches setting the wrong kinds of goals. Um, but on the other hand, I think we also see churches who fall off on the other side and they're like, well, we're not going to set any goals at all. We want to be spirit led. And then the church just kind of like, you know, they're going in and nobody really knows what they're about. Nobody really knows what their mission is. And they don't, they often don't get very far because they don't really know what they're all about. There's a a common saying at our church that I'm going to mess up, I think, but our pastor used to like to say, I need to do my part of God's part. So Mm -hmm. I've got a, there's, there's a, a component that, you know, that I can be responsible for that um, is not necessarily, you know, I'm not trying to like, just like you said, yeah. I want so many conversions. I mean, well, God's going to lead the conversions, but I can do some things to help facilitate conversions, but I'm not going to be the one. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to talk about the different types of goals because there are, uh, there's not just one type of goal um, to set. So that's a nice lead in. So there's four <laughs> types of goals that you outline in your write up. What are those? What what are they? And let's dig into them. Yeah, it's a good question. So um, this is just um, this is something that I've come to the conclusion. I've identified four types of goals, or we here at ourchurch.com have after 25 years of doing strategic planning and goal planning and things like that. And this is, I'll, I'll list them and in the order that we approach them when we do our strategic planning. And, um, and I've also used this approach with, um, with my church and even with my own personal goals. Um, so the first thing that we usually look at, the first type of goal is objectives. And these are very broad goals. And so you might have a goal at your church that we want to reach people in our community or we want to um, help people grow in their faith or something like that. It's just a general goal of something that you want to achieve, um, but it's not very well defined. And so I think that's a good place to start is with your objectives. The second type of goal um, is um, what I refer to as projects. And these are these goals are kind of like the how we're going to do it. And so, um, you know, if... Uh, If you're a church and your goal is to reach people in the community or your objective, I should say, is to reach people in the community, then you might have certain projects like doing certain kinds of events that are outreach events or sending out mailers or um, doing an evangelism training class or something like that. Those would be your projects or the actual things that you're going to do to try to reach the objective. I think um, then another type of goal um, are process goals. And I think these are, are really important and are often overlooked. Um, and so if you, um, you know, like process goals might be, um, like if your goal as a church is to, um, is to reach people in your community, part of your process goal might be like every Sunday to, um, to, mention that in some way, like, hey, remember, we're trying to reach people in our community. So here are some cards you can hand out to invite people or, you know, in some way that there's something continuously that you're doing. Um, another example of this is, um, you know, the, we, uh, we're celebrating the Bucks achieving their goal of the Super Bowl, you know, and so that was an objective that they had. And so you could say like a project goal that they had 
was to sign Tom Brady. Um, but a process goal would be show up for practice every day and give your best. Um, and so that helps to kind of bring it into the, the football world, but bring it also back into the church church world here. All right. So let, can I back the tape up a little bit Absolutely. here? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. When you talk, talk about the first type of goal being mm-hmm. objectives. All right. So you mentioned one, one objective a church might have, and that would be to reach people in their community. What might yeah. be some examples of some other objectives that I might be thinking about if I was a pastor or a leader in my church? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think um, that it really goes to the mission of your church. Um, and so there are um, some that are common, like reaching people in your community, but um, helping people grow in their faith might be another objective. Um, you might have an objective of helping people to cr- uh, connect in life groups or community groups. Um, you might have an objective of sending missions teams to other countries. Um, you might have an objective to have um, uh, people serving in your community in some way. Um, and so those are all different types of goals that all, um, you know, they, they relate to the functions of the church in, in one way or another. So when you have these objectives, I'm, I'm cutting Steve off here, but I'll mm-hmm. let him talk here in a moment. Uh, so to, to do these objectives, you probably probably be good to meet with your leadership team, maybe, and yeah. look at the health of the church, perhaps, mm-hmm. and discuss, okay, here's some things that we're maybe weak in. Here's mm-hmm. some things that we might be strong in. Uh, so I guess when you're forming these objectives, I mean, it's it's that it's it's really I would think it would be a team project or at least uh, several people on staff, at least, and probably yeah. getting some feedback from the, your actual congregation, I would think. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. And and when we do our strategic planning, we always start by doing an, an assessment, um, an assessment of. Um, last year, how we've done an assessment of our organization, how we're doing, and um, and then just even an assessment um, in the business world, we call it SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. But we look at all of those things and do that assessment before we start setting the objectives. And um, and additionally, um, you know, we do it as a team, but then also we we spend quite a bit of time in prayer. Um, both um, our, our, ourchurch.com, but also our church does. And uh, me personally, when I'm setting my goals for the year, um, I spend time in prayer because ultimately we want our objectives to be led by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we want to be following where he leads us. So I'm seeing that there's um, kind of a flow to this um, Mm -hmm. with, because because you, if you don't set your objectives right, and it, when you when we talk about objectives, I can, I I think of Kennedy saying, "I want to put a man on the moon before the end of this decade." Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a real broad kind of goal, and that helps shape if you get if you get that figured out. Or I want to reach uh, unwed mothers in my town, or I want to you know whatever it may be. This broad objective that's going to help shape your project goals. So as you, mm-hmm. as you get into what projects are we going to do and how does that fit into my, my overall objective? So it kind of steers everything kind of starting wide. And then as I look at your kind of four types of goals, they mm-hmm. kind of narrow down as you get through the projects and processes in the, in the last one here. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, you have to start with your broad, your big, broad objectives. And that's the what we want to accomplish. And then when you get to the project goals and the process goals, those are both how we're going to do it. Um, those are the specific projects, the specific action steps um, that you're going to do in order to achieve that. So you definitely have to have the objective defined before you define what projects and, and process goals you're going to have in place. Should you put a timeline on this? I mean, we're talking, you know, I mean, should this, this be by the end of the year or should we make some of these objectives uh, like in 30 days? I'm probably getting ahead of things here, but you, you get what I'm asking, right? Yeah, yeah. And I do think um, that kind of gets to the last one, which are metrics and numerical goals, as we call them. But I mean, ultimately, if you just have a very broad goal, like reach people in the community that, you know, uh, it doesn't really there's no time uh, sensitivity to that. There's no way to measure really uh, whether you meet that goal or not. And so, um, you know, I think in terms of the, the time frame, there should be a, a set goal um, in which you're going to try to evaluate whether you're reaching your objective. And so you might say, like, we'd like to have um, 100 families visit our church on Sunday by the end of the year or something like that. And by doing that, now you've set a numerical goal, which um, and you have a time uh, deadline for that. And so um, that way, when you get to the end of the year, the end of the time frame, you can evaluate did the projects and the process processes that we put in place, did they lead to the goal? Um, did we achieve what we wanted to achieve? Um, and so I think that's where the numerical goals and the and having a specific time frame or deadline helps. So so the you can't talk goals without getting into smart, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that aren't familiar, um, do you, what are the smart attributes of goals. Do you have those handy or? I don't have them. I, I do. I think I, I do. I should have it memorized by now. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. So, okay. So smart S M A R T. So the first piece is specific. Mm -hmm. So the S is specific. And then you were just talking about the next one. The M is measurable. Yeah. And the, um, I had them all this morning before we started talking here. Uh, A is actionable. So that's another really key mm -hmm. piece of this, because if you've got, and it kind of ties into your you know, very first point that says, I want to increase attendance, you know, by 20% this year, you know, that's not really an actionable goal. You need to be able to put some projects and processes in place in order to make it an actionable goal. Mm -hmm. And then R is realistic. Um, and so that, you know, I'm not trying to solve world hunger. And then T is time-based, which you also talked about here is um, that you've got to put a period, you know, I want to change my, I want to move to this particular diet by this date. And, mm -hmm. you know, the goals would be to, you know, potentially, or the broader goal, the broader objective would be to lose a certain amount of pounds. So, Yeah. It's hard to talk about goals without getting into the smart world. So how do they, does that conflict or um, is that complement what you've laid out here? 
Yeah, it definitely complements um, what we've done here. I do think that um, that's where when when you start talking about smart goals, um, that's where I think you have to be a little bit careful as a church that your goals are, um, you know, you're not having goals for what God can only do. You right. know, so if you're saying we're going to have, you know, 100 baptisms by the end of the year, um, I I would be a little bit concerned about that. You might put that up there as like, hey, this is what we hope to do, but ultimately it's going to be dependent on God. And so I think in a situation like that, that's where the the project and the pro and the process goals are going to be more Im important. You know, we want to do our part in that. And so are we sharing the gospel with people? And um, are we are, are we helping people who are seekers to understand what the Christian faith is all about? Um, are we explaining what baptism means, for example, those kinds of things that you have to do in order to make it possible for God to work through us. Um, and so that's where I think maybe business and church diverts a little bit. Um, but I think still at the end of the day um, or the end of the year, um, however you're setting your goals, you want to have, you know, you want to be able to evaluate and say, you know, well, how many people did we reach? How many people visited our, our services this year? How many people did we baptize? And um, maybe that's not the end all be all, but it kind of helps to understand if you're, uh, if the thing, the projects and the processes that you're doing are leading to what you want to see right. happening in your church. Right. How, how uh, so, you know, you mentioned objectives, uh, projects, processes and then metrics. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, let's say I'm, I've done all this and I'm moving along and I'm three or four months in, mm -hmm. how often should I look at the metrics? And what if I look at the metrics and it doesn't look good? <laughs> you know, it's like, we're not, we're not getting too far here. Should I reevaluate things? Should I, should I go back in and try to change that? Uh, if I'm looking at the metrics, otherwise, how do I know if I'm moving in the right direction? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and so what I would say is we, we look at metrics quarterly. Um, and so I think that may be a good rule of thumb. I mean, I think it depends on every organization. Um, and just to say, hey, are we on track with the things that we're doing? But um, I think even more important than that, um, we look weekly at our project and our process goals. Um, and because we want to make sure that, um, you know, in this crazy busy world, um, the urgent things tend to demand our attention and they tend to take us off track from our long term year goals. And so every week um, when we sit down as a team, we say, hey, these are the strategic planning uh, projects that we decided on. And so we want to make sure that these get done and we're working on these things this week. Um, yes, we have, you know, email that's come up and we have this customer's needs some extra attention and all this kind of stuff. But um, we want to make sure that we're staying on track with with our projects. And I think it's the same thing with the church. You know, there's going to be things that come up that demand our urgent attention. Um, you know, there's pastoral care things that are going on and and all kinds of things in life, especially with uh, with COVID still going on and everything. But we want to make sure that we're still giving priority to the processes and the projects that are going to lead us ultimately where, where we want to go. Um, because otherwise you're right, we can end up a year from now and then be like, Oh yeah, here's this strategic plan that we came up with a year from now. 
we didn't do anything <laughs> with it. So do you see where, do you see cases where, you know, when I set my objectives up and I made some decisions about some projects and I started to execute them and project, you know, B is, is not working for me. And it's not, mm-hmm. we're, we're looking to see that I, this is not going to achieve my objective. Is it okay to kill a project and reassess, you know, what, where I put my priorities on projects to achieve my objectives or, or do you see it through to the end or what, what's your recommendation there? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a great question. And I think that we do have to be flexible um, both in terms of what's working and we have to be flexible in terms of what God is saying to us. Um, so I think, you know, like um, if we're doing um, let's say we're trying to reach people in our community as a church and we have a particular type of outreach event that we do. And let's say it just, it bombs, nobody shows up, you know, and we were planning to do like one of these a month or one of these a quarter or something like that. I think you do have to go back and say, okay, so do we keep doing one of these a month or one of these a quarter, or do we scrap it and do something else? Or do we need to make adjustments and try the next time that we try it? I think those are all valid questions to ask. Um, I don't think a strategic plan or goals should be set in stone. Um, I think they, they um, should be firm, but they should be open to um, evaluation and, and making course corrections as you go. And I'm assuming that we're, you're going to apply this goal setting standard at each kind of layer down. So each project may have a goal as well mm-hmm. and with metrics that mm-hmm. that you're tracking and just like you said we're you know we're we want to reach 50 families a month and you know we're doing this jumping castle thing or whatever it may be mm-hmm. you know to bring people into the the church and it's not working but if i'm measuring it then i'll know whether it's working or not so when it yeah. gets into one of phil's favorite uh topics about the the monday morning uh quarterbacking of the past weekend service right mm-hmm. phil where where you said felt good to me. <laughs> oh, the sitting around going, how'd it go? Well, it felt good, but yeah. we didn't really look at any of the stats or any of the real data. Yeah. And, and if I could bring that into, uh, into the world where we operate in terms of um, church communications, uh, you know, I think it's important that, especially when we're doing online outreach to be actually measuring what we're doing. And so, um, so we're big advocates of search engine optimization, as you guys know. And so one of the things that we strongly encourage um, the churches that we work to do, uh, work with to do is to go into an analytics program like Google Analytics and see how many people visited your, um, your church website last month and how many people came through search engines or how many people came through paid ads if you're doing that. And so that way you're evaluating the effectiveness of your your SEO, your paid ads, your social media, um, things like that. Um, And another really, really important metric, I think, for churches is to ask visitors when they come on a Sunday morning, how did you hear about us? You know, how did you end up here today? And that way, again, you're um, you're counting how people are getting to your church. You're counting what marketing approaches are, are really working so that um, three months from now or a year from now, you can look back and you can say, you know, hey, 50 families came to visit us because they found us through search engines or 
you know, or 50 families came, came to our church because they went to our, um, our Easter event or something like that. Um, those help you to measure the effectiveness of the things that you're doing and decide whether to continue it, or maybe it's time to make some adjustments. Yeah. Uh, Paul, uh, I want to talk a little bit before we go about ourchurch.com, which is what you and your brother founded back in the, uh, it's back in the mid nineties, right? Like back in 1996. But before we get to that, let me, let me ask you this. It's, it's been almost a year now with mm-hmm. COVID-19. Uh, March 15th is when it was kind of the hit for us. And mm-hmm. uh, how is that, uh, how has that affected, I mean, you're in leadership at your church. Mm-hmm. How has that affected things? You know, we're talking about goals here. Did, did you guys have to modify and change things because of this COVID-19? I'm assuming you did to some degree. And how did it affect your church? Because you're in leadership there, but also with your company, OurChurch.com, you're in contact with a lot of mm-hmm. ministries and churches. So so give me a, a couple answers on that, if you would. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, my church and I think a lot of churches kind of threw everything out the window when when COVID hit, you know, and, you know, it was like we had these um, these goals for things we wanted to do with our weekend services. We had goals that we wanted with our life groups, um, with doing stuff in the community. And it was like all of a sudden we found out we couldn't do any of these things. And then we had to say, well, what are the um, main functions of the church and how can we continue to do these things? Like, how do we continue to gather, even if it's virtually on Sunday? And how can life groups function, you know? And so there was a lot of stuff, uh, you know, in terms of helping, uh, like for our church to get online and be live streaming Sunday services and to be doing um, Zoom or Google Hangouts with our life groups and things like that. And so, um you know, to be to be candid, our church did not really revisit the goals. We would just like, well, for, you know, forget the goals. We're just trying to survive and, uh, you know, keep ministering to people and make sure people are connected and people who um, are dealing with COVID are being helped and everything. And so, you know, some point, um, you know, in the summer or the fall, I think we should have gone back and looked at the goals and said, okay, well, we may not be exactly pursuing these, but in the same way that we thought, but what are we going to do so that we're not just operating by the seat of our pants, you know, indefinitely. Um, but I think a lot of churches are kind of doing that. And I think now is like, okay, yeah, now we can, we kind of know how things are going. Maybe it's time to look at goals again. And so that's why I think even in February or March, you know, it's okay. I mean, there's no, uh, you know, it's never too late to set goals if you have have none set. Absolutely. And yeah. we're we're still in COVID. Vaccines mm-hmm. are are getting out there. But uh, in your opinion, has this has COVID-19 changed the way we do church long term? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I my answer for that is yes. But how is it? is another good question. You know, I think, obviously, um, I think the whole doing things virtually, live streaming Sunday services and um, doing virtual um, life groups and things like that, it's um, it's not only doable, but it's very necessary um, in this time frame. So I think one of the challenges that we face is um, people have gotten comfortable 
doing things from home and, um, you know, watching the live stream and, you know, interacting in life group. But I definitely think there is an element of community that's missing um, in that as um, our church has started to do uh, meeting in person and my life group as well, meeting in person in addition to meeting online. And there's definitely, you know, a lot, you can just feel the energy level being so much higher when we can be together, you know, and interact like that. And so, you know, I, I know things have definitely changed um, and there definitely needs to be an online component to it. But I think the challenge is, is like, how do we figure out what the right amount of doing stuff online versus encouraging people whenever possible to do things in person um, and, you know, and then still dealing with, um, you know, people really are getting COVID still and they're really dealing with um, all of those you know, the health challenges and the quarantines and, and all of that. But, um, but I definitely think that one of the things that I'm seeing is people who have kind of gotten secluded and used to doing things online and now are not as engaged as they used to be. And maybe um, even their faith has kind of um, moved to the back burner a bit. And so how do we re-engage those people more is I think the big challenge for churches. Yeah. Yeah. I think the COVID caught us all off guard. I wonder if there were any churches out there that had contingency plans. You know, they put their plans together in January, like like we did as a as a church and as a company. Should mm-hmm. should I think people are probably more sensitized to putting contingency plans into their goals. Is that you seeing that, or seeing anybody that's doing that well, or? Uh, I would have to say no. Unfortunately, Steve, <laughs> what I see is most churches are uh, barely putting together goals, um, you know, if they have any goals. And so having the one set of goals for what we see as reality now is challenging enough. So having a contingency plan is like, well, maybe we'll get to that when we're, you know, further along in the process. So I definitely see the value in it, but I don't see a whole lot of churches getting to that. (laughs) And it's hard to predict. It's really hard to predict. You know, we had a pandemic. What's it going to be next time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you could spend your whole time setting uh, contingency plans and never getting to the actual work of the church and the ministry that you can right. actually do now. So, you know, seeking uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit for the right amount of planning to do versus the right amount of action and ministry is is one of the challenges we face. All right. So, Paul, uh, what can you do for people OurChurch.com. We're out of time here, but tell us just what you guys can do for churches and how people can get a hold of you. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, one of the things that we uh, we advocate is as you're setting goals for your church, um, what are those project and process goals that um, that you can have to reach your objectives that involve online communication? And so. Um, your church may say, hey, if we want to really um, reach people or um, communicate better, we need to have a, a new website, or maybe we want to reach more people by doing search engine optimization. So those are things that we can help with, and um, as well as online giving and, uh, and things like that. So, you know, we've, we feel like we partner with churches in order to help them to reach their goals, um, you know, those project and process goals that will ultimately uh, help churches to reach their objective goals that they have. All right. And people can just go to ourchurch.com and they can reach mm-hmm. out to you or your brother, Mark, right? Absolutely. Ourchurch.com. Right. Super. All right. So look, we're out of time, Paul, as usual, thank you so much. 
for your time today. It's been very helpful and really good information here. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I and really enjoyed talking with you guys again. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, Steve, thank you for your thank input you. today. All right. Glad to be a part of it. And folks, thank you for uh, uh, listening and watching us, depending on what uh, platform you're looking at us on to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourselves. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>